Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, impact players returning against Central Florida this week. Recapping a mad 20 seconds where Baron Morton let them things hang and swing and a pun party centered on the Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Week. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks as always to those making us their first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. So post your job for free today at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College Terms and Conditions apply with the only chris level i'm casey cowan chris great to be back with you once again my man as we begin to somewhat turn the page towards the next potential victim ucf fitting that description but first we're going to listen to some sound from red raider head coach joey mcguire today of course as we're talking about what to expect come game time on saturday we'll get into some possible return impact as far as an injury report is concerned we'll also hear from coach mcguire on some late timeout decisions seemingly based in extreme confidence in Baron Morton. Hey, we want to get the ball in this guy's hands. Let him go make a play. We'll get to that coming up as well as some shoes being fill, filled quite literally. There are so many puns. It's going to be a pun bonanza if we're talking shoes, we're talking kickers, and all things in between as we have the Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Week to give a tip of the cap to in just a moment. But first, Let's hit that injury report, Chris, and I might just go back to what I said a moment ago. Don't take this as gospel. Some terms and conditions may still apply for a couple of these guys, but uh, I was really interested right off the bat to hear from Coach McGuire. Basically four names that got my attention and sort of in, I suppose, descending order as far as most likely to possibly least likely to be back on the field on Saturday. But the names that uh, were mentioned, Mason Tharp, Steve Linton, Tyler Owens, and Cole Spencer. Tharp thought to be back. Linton, I believe, expected to be back. Tyler Owens, described as game time. Cole Spencer, the left guard who's missed some extended time, described more as day-to-day. So those are some different conversations among the four, but if you want to just tackle the first guy on the list, which, by the way, was a little surprising to me, Mason Tharp could be back in the mix, and that sounds like Big impact possibly back in the mix as you take on UCF. Yeah, you, you know, I, I think I think Mason uh, will play. I really do. I, I think that he will help um, uh, a lot just based on because he's such a, a pass catching threat, but also changes the the dynamic with what personnel groups and I think also in the run game. You can do some more twelve personnel type things, which is uh, the the one back and two tight end stuff. Um, you know, because right now you've had Baylor Cup again, he's a bit dinged up, and then Jaden York. But I just think now when you've got three of them, you can really lean on these guys uh, a lot more. And, and and if you're expecting anything more than twenty to thirty like legit snaps, that's probably asking too much for for Mason Tharp because he's practiced some recently, but game shape is different than than practice shape. If that makes sense, you start you know getting involved in the in the run game and and blocking and 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 doing and running routes and all those kinds of things with all the 
you know, with 55,000 people in the stands, it's just, it, it's a bit different. So I, I, I don't, I wouldn't expect just uh, too much, but I think him being back uh, out there is a huge benefit because man, think about, uh, uh, think about like Josh Cochran, the tight ends coach. Think about if you're just responsible for that position, like what you have woken up to for the last, I don't know, two months. You knew you were going to lean on tight ends. You knew that um, you, you had a lot of them involved. Everybody wants people to throw it to these guys all the time. Why is the tight end involved in all that? And yet you've been without one. I think we haven't seen Mason Tharps, I think it's since West Virginia. I think I'm right there, uh, which which would be the last, what is that, five or six games that he's missed? Yeah. Um, I think that's right. Um, Mason, you know, Baylor Cup has also been playing through a, a you know, a, a shoulder injury, I would say, and and he's just kind of grinded it out. You know, Jaden York is a is a walk on. I think he's a good player. And and then you've got you know your Charlie Robinson. You've got uh, Matt Young, who's a converted linebacker. That's kind of a th- that position group has just really not been whole for about six to seven weeks and you use them a lot. What do you think has kind of helped the run game all of a sudden? And, you know, you, you, it, that people have been asking, Hey, well, what's this JJ Sparkman going in motion and, <laughs> yeah. and blocking and all that. It's because you're, you're a bit dinged up at tight end and you just don't have the bodies there. So um, anyway, again, heavy position group to watch in the portal. Trust me when I tell you, yes. pay attention uh, there, but yeah, he Mason Tharp will help. Um, Steve Linton. <clears throat> I'm going to say there that it's it. it I'm not going to be surprised either way, in or out. Um, I think that if he does play, I would I would expect. And boy, you could use his speed on the edge a lot because this is a team, you know, with with JPR uh, that they call him uh, there in or in Orlando, John Reese Plumley. Um, they. Uh, they run him a lot. He's going to run around a lot. He's going to throw it deep. He's going to – so there's going to be some opportunities for some edge guys to really factor in in this game because of how elusive and what kind of athlete uh, that old uh, JPR is for uh, the Knights. Um, so, again, Cole Spencer, I doubt it. Tyler Owens, I doubt it. Uh, but that's kind of where you're at. But, I mean, the the hope of Steve Linton – and we're early in the week. Uh, and and, and yeah. then I think Mason Tharp, I think those are – you know, again, because you've seen what it's mattered with obviously Barron and Jacob Rodriguez, and boy, but you—it's you, going to really suck to lose uh, Tyler Owens for this one if if he can't play because his speed—he's he, one of the fastest guys on this team. And what did I just tell you about guys on the edge? And they moved him to star to get that speed closer to the line of scrimmage. So uh, not going to be uh, ideal if he can't if he can't go. If I could give you only one, is that the one you would choose, Tyler Owens? Because I think. That's kind of what's popping into my mind. Yeah. It, if you like, could to, only to, have one, because yeah. I love Mason Tharp, <laughs> but if you could only have one, I yeah, think maybe I, it, it probably would be. Yeah. I, I because they're uh RJ Harvey, uh their running back, like over a thousand yards. He's legit. Um, you know, the, yeah. the quarterback runs around. I mean, their offense is on paper, man. It's a bit scary. <laughs> I get in, in a different in a different way. The athlete this week is scary. Playmaking is scary. Last week, the scheme semi-athlete was scary. 
this is just we could play it right and they still make you miss and and, and away you go so as much speed as you can have on the field as possible would uh, would behoove you let's stick somewhat with an injury theme somewhat because i want to read between the lines here and what joey mcguire has to say about how the game was won in the fourth quarter let's take you there and recap first today's episode brought to you by jace medical and i just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ed medications with jace medical do you know what that means it means you can say bring on extended travel you can say bring on the next natural disaster and you can say bring on supply chain issues because you're covered my friend you don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics from cialis viagra or Revadio prescriptions, and this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. So go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. And remember to use our promo code Locked On at checkout for a discount as well. Heard this from a verified customer recently who said they're thankful for the service with supply chain issues causing them to cut their pills in half to have them. They ordered most of their meds with a year's supply from Jace Medical, and they also picked up the antibiotic kit. Feeling secure now is what they'd tell you if they were in my seat. Prices are lower than local pharmacies, and it's recommended for everyone. So if you were someone you love, would get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. And remember to use our promo code Locked On for $20 off your purchase at jacemedical.com. I want to read between the lines here and what Joey McGuire has to say about how the game was won in the fourth quarter. Let's take you there and recap. When Kansas is driving down the field to get close to the goal line, you're looking at the clock, obviously, and there's some traditional thought about if you're playing for the game right then and there, if you're trying to give yourself some more time on the other side to possibly go down the field and score 100 ways to skin a football or skin a cat, obviously. So didn't exactly know how Joey McGuire was going to approach it, but the way in which he did approach it was a little bit befuddling to the broadcasting crew for a moment, which like gravity seemed befuddling to that broadcasting crew. But nonetheless, then seconds later, calling Joey McGuire a genius. After we were down to second and seven at the Red Raiders seven, first timeout for Kansas there with 43 seconds, run another play. And basically then it's on Texas Tech to decide, are we trying to spare ourselves some time offensively? Are we trying to compound the pressure for Kansas here by keeping the clock ticking. What do we do? Well, Texas Tech decides to take the time out there with 35 seconds. Now, eventually, you know how it goes. Kansas is able to put some points on the board. You tie the game up there at 13. Well, then you go back down the field with Baron Morton, and that's where Joey McGuire and some confidence in a guy that we just talked about yesterday being banged up really seemed to bubble up to the surface. And when I'm talking about reading between the lines, I, I want to listen in here to what Joey McGuire has to say about his QB and how confidence in that QB, maybe even on a 60% or something like that day, led to some of those decisions with the timeouts. Here's Red Raider head coach Joey McGuire. I was kind of waiting. I waited a couple of seconds to call it because I was going to see if he was going to call one because I think he also had one left. And uh, our thought was, you know, get it there because whether they kick a field goal or they scored a touchdown, we needed some time left to go try to go score. So just you know, I think it's one thing that you see more and more these days of just playing defense and trying to get a stop there. You're seeing more and more teams, you know, get the timeouts. I mean, it's not traditional football. You know, if you go back to old school traditional football, you're going to get a stop. And 
you know, you're going to win right there or lose right there. And, and I think, um, you know, with uh, you see it more and more that we want we, we knew if we could get 30 plus seconds on the clock, then we'd have an opportunity at least to put the ball in Baron Morton's hands and try to go score. So that's why we call the timeout. You know, whenever you have a guy like Baron Morton, you know, and his personality and and he's a winner, you know, and, um, you know, we've seen that. We've definitely seen it when he's healthy. Um, I know right now we have a really good record whenever he starts and finishes a game. Um, and, and, you know, that's what he did on Saturday. He started and finished the game, and he finished really strong. I mentioned 60% because you said that yesterday. I think post-game, Barron says that to you. It ain't 60% at that time. It's like let them hang, go out there and make a play. Doesn't sound like Joey McGuire's talking about mm -hmm. a quarterback that he's worried about being banged up or whatever. I thought that was really interesting to take you there on the sideline in that moment and some of that decision making. We take you through the the roller coaster that was the the second half uh, with with specifically with with Baron um, and kind of how we we got here. And I think that the clock management thing is almost like a separate conversation, but but I think it it also factors into the conversation that we have about Baron. Do you remember? Uh, I think it was early in the second half. Uh, it was a short yardage, and and there was a zone read play, and Barron kind of he pulled it and kept it, and it was a one or two yard gain, and he got he got popped. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but it, oh, I, I mean, he he, yes. he got he got hit hard. I I, I think um, I think there's some concern there. You know, like okay, how bad did he just get hit? And again, I think the. He, he he pulls this just trying to make a play. I think you know you 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 want to hand it there. Um, you know you're you're trying to you're trying to you know move the chains and and you know you're the competitor in him takes over the the just the the football player in him takes over and he he you know he took that hit. I don't think anybody wanted him to take that hit, especially the way the way that he got popped. Right? Okay. So now that we move on, so but but I think uh, I think from that, I think that the next phase of the second half, it's a bit tricky with him because is he is he is he good? Is he did, did that hurt him more? Did that you know what 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 level is he at? Yeah. And so I, I think there's some some. I don't know how you want to game management some just, and, and then you see them start to punt a bit and play field position, knowing that, you know, that the other sideline is dealing with a, a QB injury as well. And you've got a true freshman over there. Your defense is playing well. So these are kind of the things that I saw, but, um, but I think, I think once you realize we need to give Baron time and I think he is going to be okay is you'll also remember, and I don't remember exactly down distance or time in the game, but it was semi-late in the second half, probably fourth quarter. Baron hits Jerron Bradley for a, a, a fairly deep shot, a 25, 30-yard pass. It was near your sideline. And I don't think you end up doing anything with that possession, but I think at that point it's like, okay, he's good to go. He, he, can, he can make this throw. He can do some different things. And I think that all, all that builds to like question mark slash, okay, not a question mark slash <laughs> okay. let's give the young man some time. And it, it, you hear Joey say, we, we thought if we'd have 30 plus seconds, we, we, we wanted to, well, they had 26. That's right. Um, and, and then it's about, it's about that first play. If you don't complete the first pass 
on, I think it was a crossing route to Miles Price, I think it was. If you don't complete that, and correct me if I'm wrong, Cowan. Yeah, I don't Bradley. Remember. Bradley is who was uh, for 16. Okay, okay. So Jerron Bradley caught caught the first one. Okay. Yeah, Miles Price was right after that. Yeah, okay, okay. I knew Price was in there somewhere. But yeah, but but I, I if you don't complete that first one, then it it really just kind of screws everything up. And then you at some point there's going to have to be one that really gets you into position, you know. Um, and they had saved that one timeout, uh, and I, I don't. Know, it, it just it, it it's really it was like textbook. Yeah. I mean, it, it it was it was textbook clock management. And again, because it worked, coaches are criticized. Sure. Joey's been criticized all the time when it doesn't. What are you doing? How dare you? Are are you? What book are you looking at? The book, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, all, all the things, but I, I think he deserves a ton of credit here for it, it. It was like, check, 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 check. You know, I mean, everything you needed to do got done, but Baron Morton kind of led you to that moment. And, and I, I think they just put the ball in his hands and Bradley too. And Gino as well, and but it it it's it's because you called a timeout when you did that allowed for that to happen. Yeah, that was really interesting to watch, and it did all come together. The pieces fell into place as you would have drawn it up. May not always work out that way, but showed you exactly why you would uh, call that timeout in that situation. Bradley Price, Bradley for sixteen, for fourteen, and for thirty three is the way they went. Uh, in about, what, 23 seconds or so, I guess 20 seconds, because you had around seven left uh, there. Which when is you were... wild. I, I mean, just, just, just fair. Yes, just, just <laughs> absolutely wild. I mean, and, and the beautiful thing about, like, Gino's attempt there, it's one of those oddly, like, comfortable feelings as is, is, is intense as that moment is when he kicks that field goal, is that, okay, only something good can happen. Nothing bad can happen theoretically because if he if he doesn't make it, you don't lose. You just okay. We're going to keep playing here. Right. So it, it was it was to win it or or, or to tie. Uh, it wasn't a win or lose scenario. So it's like you you had some sense of calm. But yeah, I mean you you, you just got down the the field quickly and 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 your quarterback. If you go back and look, I that you you could say your quarterback to Bradley that Baron. Is that is that slightly underthrown? Is it underthrown on purpose? It's a it's kind of a back shoulder right. you know, play. You know, I mean, all, all the but but you you with his health in mind, with um, all the things in mind, you're not real sure. But it doesn't matter because it was two players on the same page. And I'm I, telling you, if you go watch the replay, Bradley he hasn't even come close to turning around when that ball gets let go. I, I kind of thought he was putting it the only place his guy could get it and the others couldn't. I'm going to give Morton the benefit of yeah. the doubt here because there were two blue shirts or red, whatever it was, what color, between kind of Bradley, the middle of the field, and the end zone. But then it was Bradley in the sideline and I think some green back underneath him. I, I don't know. Uh, we may have to ask Baron Morton, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I, I thought he was kind of putting it in a place where at least it would only be his guy that would have a chance at it. Well, you know what? Uh, I'll ask Baron Morton on Thursday night. He will be uh, he will be a guest on uh, Joey McGuire's final coaches. What show do you think he's going to say? Nah, nah, man, I, I underthrew that one. That was my he, bad. well. <laughs> he's going to be. I, I think he and, yeah. and Zach Kitley and Joey McGuire. They're not really going to get into a lot of until the season is over. They're not really going to get into a lot of these, you know. And and we're theorizing here right. in, in some ways. Um, but I, I just know the kid's hurting, man, and he's grinding through it. And you're, you're, not just him, but the whole offense is a bit 
it, it's a bit, uh, you know, I, don't, I, I hate to use that. I feel like we've used the word compromise too much, but it, it's, a, it's a bit uh, <laughs> disjointed at times just because of what maybe he can and can't do. Yeah. Um, you, you know, and, and at it's, times it's, though, yeah, and I don't, I don't want to say disjointed, but I mean it's a bit, uh, you know, wounded or you know, I don't or know, compromised. Not that yeah. anybody has a Russian dossier yeah. on him of uh, compromising <laughs> information, but yeah, and it's just at times. It's like when it's gamer time, then here we go. He's yeah. letting them swing, boys, and he did it at all of the most opportune times. So shout out to the coaching staff for the for the decision, and also shout out to Baron Morton for whatever way he was feeling getting out there and getting it done, which is going to be the case again coming up oh, yeah. this weekend. Because like we've talked about, there's not going to be a 100% week or maybe even a 95% week before the offseason hits. And he's got extended time to rest that arm. But we got a long way to go, hopefully, until then, including if you get a win this week, a game on the other side of the regular season. Before we are out of here, we have uh, mentioned him already once, Chris, but we have got to give a shout-out to the Big 12 Special Teams player, of the week. First, today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. And these days, every new hire can feel like a huge gamble. And when we're talking about your business or livelihood, that's not ideal. But never fear, LinkedIn Jobs is here to help by finding the best qualified candidates available fast and for free, all on one easy to use and secure platform with simple but specific targeting tools allowing you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to consider. They go beyond just resume data by using insights from your job post, your company, and their 870 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates faster than anyone else. So go to linkedin.com slash college today to identify the most qualified candidates and connect with them fast and for free. Just like a bad hire could sink your ship, the right hire could take your business to new heights this year. And it's no coincidence that small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So post your job for free today at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. It's so easy. Even a big 12 ref could do it. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free today with LinkedIn jobs. Terms and conditions apply. We have got to give a shout out to the Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Week. And as I listed it there on the rundown on uh, your screen, if you're watching on YouTube, I mentioned shoes filled. Gino Garcia, now the Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Week after his late game heroics, had some heroics at other times in the game uh, as well in Lawrence, Kansas. I don't know if you're going to fill a guy like Trey Wolf's shoes, Chris, given the heroics he was a part of last season. But as far as the reliability factor and maybe even the clutch gene as well, given what we just saw, I told you there's going to be some puns in the mix. The clutch Gino, given what we just saw in Lawrence, I think some shoes have been filled. I don't know if it's apples to apples, how I'm feeling about these two guys in a, in a tough moment or a big moment. But I got a lot of confidence in Gino Garcia right now, and it's kind of wild to think about where we came from just a few months ago, uh, wondering like George Jones, who's going to fill Trey's shoes? <laughs> I, I'm calling it, man. I, I kind of think he has filled those shoes by this point in the season. How do you feel about it? Yeah, there, there's a couple of things here, I think, with, with Gino. Um, 
is that he's done really everything that you would have asked for him from the standpoint of he's made the makeables. And when, what I mean by that is every, I think 39 yards in, I think he's perfect. I think he's nine for nine uh, on, on 39 yards in. Uh, and so those are now, the, the, uh, has he made every kick? No, I think he's 13 of 18. The, the ones he's missed are 40 plus or even 50 plus. The other thing that I think he's done, he's made some clutch ones. Uh, I, you know, and, and those come in different ways. I, I look at the 55 yarder at the end of the half versus TCU. You needed those three, man. I oh, mean, yeah. you did desperately. And yes, it wasn't a game winner, but then he he does kick the game winner uh, versus Kansas, and and so he's mixed in some clutch ones. He's he's made the ones that you just kind of feel like you've got to have. Like, okay, we got three points in our back pocket, got to get it. There's been no drama, you know, with your your kicking situation. Yeah, do you wish he would have uh, made made a few uh, versus you know Wyoming? Wyoming. I got to go back to week one yeah. dude, to really think yeah. about the last time I was like, ugh. Yeah, um, you know, and that that's when you kind of was like, uh oh, you know, look out. But I mean, really, it, it's been just I think you're blessed with a couple of and, and I hope we remember this because it's it's going to be difficult to replace this. You, you have really a couple of stud specialists, man, you know, like with your kicker and punter. Your, your, your deep snapper and Jackson Knotts. I mean, there's just all that little group right there. I mean, Kenny Perry deserves a lot of credit, you know, because that. It used to be, man, I mean, special teams around here would get bagged on all the time. You know, like, what are we doing, special teams, guys? I mean, like, what, what are we doing? Just, I mean, you know, it, it was just like you couldn't, like, just don't lose the game there. But we haven't forbid, we're not going to ask you to do anything positive, you know. And that, that I just have seen so much of on RedRiddersports.com over the years of just being so frustrated. And, and special teams has absolutely been a plus. Do you realize, by the way, this doesn't involve Gino. Do you realize that you're – I think you're one of three Power 5 teams that has a kick return for a touchdown and a punt return for a touchdown in the country? I did not. Yeah, that that's kind of fun category. And, like, that's just not a category that you think about Texas Tech being in. But Loic Fungi and Dre McRae – uh, yeah, would I like to do it more? Hey, let's keep adding to that number. Absolutely. But, but uh, India is a good start. Yes. <laughs> but but Gino, Gino, he, he just smiles, man. He just, he, he doesn't, he seems pretty chill, man. He does not, you know, my favorite conversation with him before the season was, yeah, man, I, I took this wine tasting class for, for Texas Tech. And I think we've even talked about that a little bit. And I'm like, you're my dude, man. And God bless Texas Tech for having a wine tasting class. <laughs> um, I mean, that, that that's uh, Gino's uh, kindred spirit right there. So he's, uh, yeah, drove out to one of the local wineries. And it's like, this is class, man. Yeah. Um, I don't think he drove back. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. This is um, class. Another pun. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's right. That's right. Hey, shout out to anybody that likes a little touch of the grape all the time. I just appreciate our our lovely uh, alma mater teaching it. Like hey, this you know, is wine country, Big Daddy. Yes, Napa. Who? Uh, I got a question though before we get out of here, I, and I'm sorry to catch you off guard, but Gino Garcia, we're this is it, right? We don't yes. have him back for another year. We're 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 filling more shoes next year. Yep, yep. Gino and and Austin will will depart. That's why I, I you know enjoy them while they're here. Um, yeah, yeah. Brooke, Brooke Honore, I think will, will, it was a really good. Uh, uh, Hunter, I think, that just hasn't done it yet. I think he he will back up Austin McNamara. I'm going to assume that Reese Burkhart has an opportunity to replace 
uh, Gino Garcia, who's been your kickoff guy, but I would be willing to bet there's you you you, you know somebody else enters that equation as well. Yeah. Austin and 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 Gino, they take their craft extremely seriously. You know, they're, they're, and, and they are very much a part of the team. You know, you, some kickers are kind of isolated and just not really, you know, they're very much a, a part of uh, what goes on. And, you know, I mean, and shout out to the, the Ray Guy folks for uh, uh, including Austin McNamara. Did you know uh, Ray Guy kicked in Lubbock, Texas one time? I did. That was, uh, was it like yeah. a, all of, it was a senior bowl All-American? It was like an all-star game back in the... I'm gonna. Uh, 1977 is gonna be my guess. Uh, but be a regular believe, thing in the open. But he, yeah, but he, uh, yeah, he has punted in that in that very stadium. Looks a bit different now, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But Look, Austin McNamara, he's a pro. Sorry, he, I mean, he's one he, of your five best players individually, pound for pound. And it what he's asked three, to do, a thousand it's percent. one of your best yep. five best players on yep. the roster. There's no question. All right, coming up on the other side, we are looking ahead, staring down the barrel. Of the Citronauts, the Golden Knights, Central Florida. Don't call us that. We want to be known as UCF. Gus Malzahn will be on the opposing sideline whenever they come to town. We'll listen to a few thoughts from him coming up tomorrow as we get set for the Red Raiders and UCF with bowl eligibility on the line. We got hoops on the way not too far from now as well. So we'll set the table for that. Also game number three of this young season for Grant McCaslin. Don't miss a thing by making sure you're subscribed on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Chris and Jordan, as always, man, thanks for the time. Absolutely. I'm still trying to figure out what a Citronaut is, but uh, either way, no we'll clue. talk to you tomorrow. Keep hope alive, uh, even if you're a Citronaut fan. <laughs> no clue, but as soon as I saw it, I know it was so <laughs> weird, I wanted to use it repeatedly. We'll be referencing that for the remainder of the week, possibly also the great Gazoo. For Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech.